Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Hello, I'm Kim Bloomer. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Jeannie Thomason, the other host. And today we're going to be talking about traditional Chinese herbs and acupuncture for animals. Uh, We have a wonderful new guest from Australia. (laughs) She's from Down Under. And it is 4.30 in the morning. That is super dedication to get up here and get on the show. And before we get into the topic of today's show, we're going to go ahead and hear from our partners here. And then we're going to get into the heart of today's show. And it's going to be very educational. We'll be right back after this Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. Flight 291 is now boarding. All passengers, please proceed to gate 4. And who's this traveling with us today? This is Bailey. She's never flown Midwest Airlines before. Hi, Bailey. She'll be fine. We take special care of our traveling pets. In fact, our premier pet program was created by an employee and dog lover who believes that pets should be handled as precious cargo. And they are. Oh, and they earn travel rewards, too. Oh, good. Thanks for flying Midwest Airlines, Bailey. Enjoy your flight. Visit MidwestAirlines.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly Hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Welcome to Personals.com. As a fellow cat owner, I know how finicky we are. From our friendships to our loves to just about everything, not any old website is going to satisfy us. Here at Personals.com, cat lovers from all walks of life can celebrate the photos, the stories, and videos of their beloved family member. And if you're single, here's your chance to meet someone who's perfect for you. Share your personality today for free. See you soon. Personals.com. That's P-U-R-R-S-O-N-A-L-S dot com. Finally, a place to meet that special person. Will your dog have a bone to pick with you tomorrow? Is your cat planning a hissy fit? Follow the dog star to Pet Life Radio for Lucky Stars. Our weekly pet horoscopes. 
Whether your retriever's a believer or your Pekingese disagrees, this is the place to find out what the stars hold for your favorite furry friend. So pull up a crystal ball every week with your host, international pet astrologer, and earth, fire, water, and air, Dale Lucky. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Today we're speaking with Camila Kingston, and I'm just going to give you a little bit of her history before we have her jump in here and talk. You're going to love her accent. Of course, uh, I know she thinks we're the ones with the accents, but she is a fully qualified traditional Chinese medicine practitioner and a member of the Australian Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine Association. Her website right up front here is www.onlinepetherbs.com, so you can find that website and go read all the information that she has there. Now, she has been studying full-time for over five and a half years in traditional Chinese medicine and has uh, been getting clinical experience as well in both Australia and China. And she has a Bachelor of Health Science in Complementary Medicine and um, an Advanced Diploma of Traditional Chinese Medicine. So she's obviously very qualified, huh, Jeannie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> well, yeah, and we always like to bring people on that we know that are. And uh, today we're going to be talking in-depth about this. Now, this isn't something that we've talked about on our show before, so very eager to talk with Camilla. Camilla, thank you for being with us today and for getting up so doggone early. Thank you for having me. Well, we really hope this is recording. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see any signs that it's not. So anyway, uh, tell us what got you interested in, in looking into traditional Chinese medicine. Now, Jeannie and I are nature paths, and we do focus on um, nutrition primarily, you know, and, of course, getting to the root cause of what's going on with animals. So that's why we were excited about what you do, because the whole focus of traditional Chinese medicine is root cause and not just treating topical symptoms, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I got interested on a personal level, a human level, I should say, because I was quite unwell um, personally as a teenager. Um, I had many sort of health problems and I tried a lot of different therapies, um, conventional obviously and unconventional as well and I tried almost everything to be honest over a couple of years and stumbled across Chinese medicine last of course Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was the one thing that changed my life and changed my health and changed everything and from the moment I started taking the treatments I, I, um, I naturally started getting very interested in it because I was amazed it actually worked for a start and it was the most unusual too and, and, and sort of the hardest to grasp too from a Western point of view which I think is why so many people don't try it um, initially because it's, it's very foreign and um, yeah, I just got such good results myself I decided to study it. Okay, doesn't and that sound familiar, Jeannie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why we're sitting here having this conversation with you today, Camilla, because our animals are encouraging us to step outside of ourselves, aren't they? Yeah. That's right. That's right. And personally, when I, when I started studying traditional Chinese medicine, um, obviously I'm a pet lover, had pets, cats, dogs, horses my whole life, and... Um, they started getting quite unwell. I had 
an animal at the time that was very unwell and um, took it to the vet and conventional, you know, conventional medicine and um, it helped initially but really didn't in the long run and I was really forced to start applying traditional Chinese medicine to my own um, animals and then it blew me away because you know it, it actually worked with them and that that really confirms m- more things to me in that you know animals don't lie as you know um, no, they, they, they don't have <laughs> no ability thank god right. <laughs> no and there's no psychological element um, which you know which they can exactly. be with humans no placebo so, no there's none whatsoever and that impressed me so much I yeah just continued learning more and more and more about about animals and and acupuncture on animals and herbal medicine through my studies. Yeah, and that's how it sort of, it all developed. And every time I've been challenged, you know, with my own, um, in my own personal life, with my own personal pets, Chinese medicine's always come through. So it's a personal true belief that, you know, it's worked on my, my, myself and my family and my family of pets as well as other people. That's how it, you know, I have the confidence to develop these skills because not many people specialize in traditional Chinese medicine. So I'm intrigued with it, though, and I'm and your website really intrigued me because um, I do use herbs. Jeannie uses herbs, but these this really got me interested because you actually use the herbs not just as, you know, to address, um, to help ease symptoms or to get to the root cause, but you also use them to keep the pets well preventatively, and that's the most right. important thing. Yes. Well, Chinese medicine principally is a truly preventative medical system, and that's also what fascinated with me, and it to sort of distinguish itself from everything else because it was the only system practiced in China um, up until moder- the modern times. It was used, been used, it sort of evolved 5,000 years ago mm-hmm. and it was applied to everything. It was their only system. So it was applied to humans, to animals and to the environment and buildings in feng shui. So um, because, because as well in, in ancient China, what happened was a traditional Chinese medicine doctor only actually got paid when it's his patient, his or her patients were actually well. That, that's so, how it should be. <laughs> yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah. So that's how the whole system developed. Because if these people weren't well, they didn't get fed, basically. Mm, wow. And and that's how the whole um, it's it's sort of such got such a different angle on other medical systems because of it, and because of this preventative aspect. They had to develop ways to see inside of the body without surgery because mm-hmm. they were Buddhist and Buddhism banned surgery. So what they did was they were very clever. They had to basically observe over a long time ways to tell when the body was changing and oh, developing wow. sickness without you know, the means of actually cutting up the body mm-hmm. and opening it. Wow. And they got so good at it that they could do that just from... Um, Observation. Yeah, observation, pattern differentiation, and pulse and tongue diagnosis. Hmm. They're the main aspects that we we use in traditional Chinese medicine. And um, they're used consistently because a TCM practitioner can, can straight away be able to tap into what is going on in the body before a physical illness actually develops. And that is why it can, it can be used before to prevent 
future illnesses from happening and also obviously when an illness is present in the body it can also be used but the main like the true sort of authentic aspect of it is that you can use it to help maintain your your the health of your pet as mm-hmm. well as treating physical illnesses yeah I and you love can that um yeah. lot because a lot of times with western herbs we're addressing, um, you know, an illness. It's, right. it's already you've already gotten ill, so they're going to address an illness. But I, I'm Jeannie and I are both of the mindset that preventing illness is a far better way to go, and and keeping the animals well, which is why I didn't go into veterinary medicine <laughs> because um, I, I didn't want to have to treat sick animals. And you know, I worked in both Jeannie and I worked in traditional medicine, but we just uh, both of us felt like it would be far more intelligent to prevent the illness in the first place and so what you're this is why I was so intrigued with um, traditional Chinese medicine and herbs just really beginning to learn about it uh, Camilla so I, I was excited to hear that you know the whole thing the whole thought behind it is for wellness so I mean this is something that you're eating and your animals are and keep and you know what in the wild animals would seek that out naturally wouldn't they yes absolutely Absolutely. Animals are very intuitive and mm-hmm. as you know, and they do. They they naturally will gravitate towards towards that way. And it's the same with treatments too. Um, when you give an animal action, they seem to know what's going on and they relax straight away. Most people are surprised because they think they're going to, you know, freak out and it's going to be painful and right. a very dramatic scenario and they don't. They actually lie down and go to sleep even and Quite a with the acupuncture, right? With the acupuncture. With the acupuncture. Right. It doesn't yeah. hurt. It relaxes you. I know I've had it when I lived in Sweden, and it was something that really helped um, knee and back pain that I had. And what I found also interesting is that um, in China, they have always used this, well, they like you said, 5,000 years with the, the TCM, and then with the acupuncture. Now, the acupuncture is real complementary to the TCM, isn't it? That's right. Traditional Chinese medicine incorporates acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine and qigong and Chinese dietary therapy. So it's a whole modality all under the same roof, if you will, the same diagnosis system, the same way, way of viewing it. And there's some instances that you'd, you'd only use acupuncture and there's most instances you're going to be predominantly using Chinese herbal medicine. And Chinese herbal medicine is used in China still much, much more than acupuncture, whereas in the West, acupuncture is much more popular than traditional Chinese medicine. And why do you think that is? It's because traditional Chinese medicine can treat a much broader range of of problems. Acupuncture is very good for certain disorders and for more superficial, more acute um, disorders, whereas Chinese herbal medicine um, goes much, much deeper, much quicker. Basically, you get quicker results over um, the long term. It's a much, di- much more direct way of treating the body and tapping into the body and restoring balance. So it's much more powerful than acupuncture. So wow, you, we, that's yeah. interesting. I would think it would have been the other way around, actually. No, yeah, that's no, very it's interesting. Not. The herbs are really potent. The, the way that we use the herbs or the way that traditionally they'd explain them is that the herbs enter. Each herb in traditional Chinese medicine is classified under which internal organ it treats and which channel or meridian right. um, pathway of energy mm-hmm. that circulates around So the it would work well with acupressure then, wouldn't it? 
Yes, yes. It will work well with acupressure. It will work well. Traditional um, Chinese medicine can work well with any form of external therapy, even mm-hmm. massage or mm-hmm. anything else. They're very complementary. They, um, they they're gentle and powerful, but they don't interfere with other things as well. So you can apply acupressure very effectively to, to animals and, and it will complement the treatment as well. So, but yeah, traditional Chinese herbal medicine is far more widely used for many things than acupuncture, which is interesting because most people think it is the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, Camilla, on there are ways that, for example, that they might blend a, a Western herb here that doesn't isn't is totally against what maybe tra- uh, traditional Chinese medicine would even consider doing. So, could you explain to the audience some of those ways that um, and why it's so effective. Okay. Well, it's effective. Well, I'll just start with the obvious thing. It's effective because the herbs have been used for such a long time. We've got almost, you know, um, up to 3,000 years with herbal medicine of classified continual use. So we know the dosages. We know the properties of the herbs. Um, we know when and where where to use them and there's very specific guidelines in traditional Chinese medicine when each herb is prescribed um, according to pulse and tongue diagnosis and differential diagnosis we'll say so basic observation but what's really interesting about them is that because the actions are so well established there's been no immunity developed towards these herbs, even though they've been used for such a long year, because we always prescribe them in what we call a formula. Now, a formula is a combination of, herb, of herbs. Um, there's thousands of traditional formulas which have been developed, wow. and you can add to to whatever formula. Every formula or Chinese herbal prescription is tailor-made to that particular pet. So no two formulas will ever be the same with an animal. So it's constitutional, kind of like homeopathy would be in that sort of thought process. Yes, that's right. That's right, because every every single animal or human will have completely different different. um, imbalances Mm -hmm. and constitution. Well, it's their own illness. I mean, because every single person, whether, you know, we're diagnosed with diseases, you know, tradi- you know, standard diabetes, cancer, whatever, but each person has, if they're ill, they have their own disease, correct? That's right. That's right. And and that's why um, people respond very favorably to, to traditional Chinese medicine because it's, very, it's completely tailor-made to the individual symptoms and pathology and what is going on in the body. Mm. Um, so because of that, because of we use formulas too, it's, um, there's very little side effects. Um, they, they were very clever, the ancient Chinese, um, in that they, they learned that if they used formulas in, in a certain, with a certain way that you make up a formula basically, and what will happen is, is that it, it can strengthen the action of all the other herbs in the formula and it will also prevent side effects by balancing the formula. So that's key. That's key. Yeah, right. it's very they were very, very clever and at directing the herbs to the right internal organs that needed it quickly, um, without any side effects. So that's the other reason why traditional Chinese medicine is different in that you'll never have a herb prescribed singularly. Now, is it something that's difficult for, example, um, a pet owner to learn or, 
do you think it's better that they go to somebody who can, who's, who's versed in this like yourself and works with somebody who's um, really well versed in it so that they can really help the pets better? There, there is, I, for actual herbal medicine, definitely. I think you need to find out what your pet's constitution is first. But what you can do, which is fantastic, at once you find out what the main imbalance is in the constitution of the pet, is Chinese dietary therapy. Mm. Now, you can do that yourself at home. And as you know, food is therapy. Right. So Chinese dietary therapy, you always give Chinese dietary therapy advice with, with every TCM um, diagnosis, you should get a Chinese dietary therapy, which is unique to your pet. And what that will do is that will strengthen the weak internal organs or the problem, you know, the, the identified problem in, right. in, in the body. And it's over, you know, over a long time, you can mm-hmm. really see the difference in a pet that has been fed the food that it needs. They're, they're stronger, healthier, they they don't get sick as often, you know, and they're, they're much, there's such a difference in behavior, in energy levels, in just even everything. In coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so there is a lot that, that owners can do themselves at home, um, just with diet alone, yeah. Well, they can um, find out a whole lot on your website, though, because you have so much um, articles and everything, and of course they can do a consultation with you also, couldn't they? Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, so you can always find out, um, yeah, what your constitution of, of the pet is involved. And that's a really simple way of keeping them healthy at home and being in control of, of their diet and their lifestyle as well. Yeah, so okay. it's really good And they can also do. join, you have a mailing list, and so I um, imagine you put out a newsletter that um, helps people, right? Camille. Yeah, right. I, I do just a quarterly email newsletter and that details, um, I, I often do case studies, recent case studies and details, oh, a lot great. of information mm-hmm. Yeah, on, on traditional Chinese medicine and things that it can help as well because I, I know that when people look at the, you know, the symptoms and, and the, the diseases that traditional Chinese medicine can help they kind of get blown away because they go whoa there's there's so many there's so many things that you can treat how can you treat so many things and the the reason is is because we don't look at the physical body as such we don't look at symptoms we tap into straight away what is going on at a deep level in the body the internal organ disharmony and by treating the cause of that you 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 can um, straight away tap into the rest of the body and a lot of superficial symptoms and deep illnesses do clear up just by addressing the root cause of the symptoms. Oh, I'm so intrigued right. with this. I can yeah. tell you, but I'm going to join up for this uh, newsletter myself. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Chinese really... medicine is, is based... Now, I know hardly anything about this, Camilla, so please bear with me. But, I mean, you kind of tell determine whether the body is like hot or cold or moist or dry, something to that effect? Does that yep, sound? That's, yep, that's right. In traditional Chinese medicine, we look at, it's all to do with balance. If you think of a set of scales, it's all to do with having the right balance in the body. Now, what happens is the more imbalances you get or out of balance you get, the more disease patterns form in the body mm-hmm. and it has a snowballing effect. Once it starts, you know, an, an imbalance develops in the internal organs, all the organs are interrelated and connect. So it's just going to snowball onto the next organ, 
then the next organ, and then the organ sure. after that, until it affects the entire system. So what, how we look at the bodies, you've heard, everybody's heard of yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Um, and yin, um, we look at the balance of yin energy in the body and yang energy in the body. And yin basically correlates to body fluids. Um, it's, it's sort of the feminine aspect. Um, and it, the actual organs themselves, whereas yang actually translates into chi or the energy that is needed to to circulate um, things around the body. Mm-hmm. It's the root energy. We also look at something called chi, which which is the the basic energy life force, life force body. Right. Yep, and we also look at blood, but it's not blood in a Western point of view, it's blood in a Chinese point of view that right. has a completely different um, meaning. And we also look at Jing, which is what we talk about, is the constitution. Now, what that basically means is um, when you're born, you're born with a set constitution. Now, in Chinese medicine, if you're born with a pet or animal is born with a weaker constitution, a uh, weaker Jing, there's, there's, they're going to have sort of chronic illness all their life. They're always going to be in and out in a sickly constitution, if you will. And mm-hmm. um, there's ways that you can improve that and there's also ways that you can um, prevent that as well. But it, it's very noticeable, for example, in horses or pe- people that are trying to breed um, pets. Um, oh, really? Which are, you know, yeah, purebreds and that sort of stuff. They, they generally, I see, a lot more gene deficiency mm. in that. A lot of infertility issues come up with that. And and that may be due to the fact that they, they have been bred so um, specifically as well. So mm-hmm. you're sort of cutting down the natural selection. But we also have um, the chi and blood are made... They're very important. All of these factors are very important to maintaining health. Tea and blood are made from the digestive system. So it's to do with the uh, food uh. and the water and how you actually absorb them mm-hmm. and transport them throughout the body. So it now, goes back to nutrition. Pop- that's right. If you have that a really a lot weak... of sense, though. <laughs> hmm <laughs> If you have a weak... Um, digestive system you just can't transform the energy that you're getting from food and and transform it into energy Mm. so that again has a snowballing effect on the body in that the longer that deficiency goes on the weaker your body will become and that's directly seen in the immune system in the long run too. Well I do know Um, that PCM is growing here in the United States Camilla and when we come back what I'd really like to do is and hopefully have you uh, elaborate further but we're going to take a short break but when we come back I'd really like for you to share some of the um, your stories that have helped animals and in particular even one of your own in an acute situation was your kitty so there you have some really great stories to share that would encourage people to look into this as i would think as tcm as a primary point of usage in your natural health approach for your animals i I mean i i'm sure intrigued Mm -hmm. (laughs) so when we come back we're going to talk more in depth with camilla kingston we'll be right back Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. Greetings, human. What planet are 
Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ready to take a walk? Not just you, but your whole family. It's the 2008 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 8th from 9 to 4 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2008, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Hello, I'm Kim Bloomer. Together with Jeannie Thomason, we're your hosts, and today we are speaking with Camilla Kingston. We are talking about traditional Chinese herbs, and um, in the other parts of the world, they say herbs. (laughs) Um, Traditional Chinese herbs and acupuncture for animals, and again, this also goes for humans, but I am really fascinated with this, and I see how so many of the natural health modalities tie in. What's interesting about this is it is... Um, I mean, it, it has the whole animal, the whole person approach to it right. in one fell swoop. I mean, it's really focused and uh, on keeping the body well. And it, it just makes plain common sense, doesn't it, Jeannie? Oh, definitely. And that's why we're so attracted to it, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm very intrigued with it. And I know that on uh, Camilla's website, which is www.onlinepetherbs.com, there, she has a list of symptoms in there and what Chinese herb medicine is used in China to treat and all of these diseases that are listed there. And pretty much when you look at those, uh, any one of us could have anything from any one of those places that's causing our own personal illness or disease. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's where Western medicine has missed the point. We have looked at medicine as you know, going after a symptom and, you know, I, oh, I have cancer. Oh, I have diabetes. Oh, I have, you know, whatever, whatever is the newest thing, you know, and instead of looking at the whole 
person, the whole animal, and approaching that as an individual and a, a unique individual. And uh, I, I, that's why I'm interested in that. And I think anybody who know who is in homeopathy would uh, might appreciate the whole constitution. I really think right. that's key. I think that's critical. Camille is sharing with us all about this, and she obviously is very passionate about it. And uh, also well-versed in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Camilla, would you share with us some of the instances where um, it completely, when you've used uh, traditional Chinese medicine and even acupuncture together with the whole system like you were talking about earlier, how it changed Um, the animal, and then, of course, the veterinarians probably are going, I can't believe this animal's still alive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, the the most amazing case, um, that I've dealt with myself was my own cat and um, Moby he actually got attacked by a dog we've got really horrible dogs in some areas mm-hmm. of Australia um, that are hunting dogs and he actually got attacked by a, a dog and um, was missing for almost two days and oh my goodness. Um, I just found him underneath a plant and out the front of my house and he was Barely conscious, and mm. um, his actual belly had been ripped open. Um, oh my god! Displaying, yeah, all of the he. I, I've got. I should put some photographs on, on my website. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, that would what be interesting. He looked like before and after, but he had um, huge lesions and deep, very deep wounds um, into the body. Luckily, they didn't actually cut into any internal organs, but mm-hmm. it was fractional that they didn't. Um, so anyway, of course, I found him and I took him straight to our vet and he just couldn't believe that he was, one, still breathing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But luckily, he didn't have any internal damage. He, his, his lungs were okay, but the wounds were so severe that he wasn't sure he was going to survive them and he was obviously bleeding heavily and weeping heavily. Um, and they, they, all they did was they gave him, a, obviously, an instant um, anti, anti, course of antibiotics and just told me to leave him for 24 hours and to come back. And 24 hours later, I came back and, and they said, look, you know, I, I think you should take him home because there's nothing else we can do besides give him antibiotics. We can't stop him bleeding. We can't do anything. And I said, good, because if there's nothing else you can do, I'd prefer to take him home. And naturally, I did keep giving him that, the antibiotics for the five days, um, which was difficult because he wasn't eating or anything at all. Mm. Um, but what I had to do because he was bleeding so much, he was losing so much blood, was I started giving him external herbs in traditional Chinese medicine, which stopped bleeding, and they rapidly heal as well. Mm-hmm. And was it in the form so, of a poultice? Did you do that in the form of a poultice, or how did you do that? Um, how did you apply I it? ground I ground it up into a fine powder mm-hmm. and just sprinkled because it was an open wound. I oh, I see. Okay. Sprinkled it all over his the open wound, mm-hmm. and what it actually did within a very short period of time is it it slowed down the bleeding. It actually. Um, mm. Stops bleeding. It's a famous tra- uh, traumatology formula I used. We've got a lot of tra- traumatology formulas in mm-hmm. traditional Chinese medicine because they didn't have any form of medicine. Um, they needed to be able to treat people that were in battles and wounded um, without, sure. obviously, right. antibiotics. Without so I, yeah. yeah, I resorted to, to having to use these. On do you my supply visa. those, um, Camilla, on your site? Do you supply? Do, I, do you sell? Do you sell some yes. herbs? Okay, great. That's yes. great. 
Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And so I applied this for a long time and I also had to start giving it to him internally to stop bleeding as well because that was the other thing. He was bleeding mm. internally as well. Okay. Um, and I also was giving him acupuncture for pain relief um, mm. because he was obviously coming in and out of consciousness and when he was conscious, he was in a lot of pain. So I gave him acupuncture every day, um, sometimes twice a day. Um, to, to help him because acupuncture has a general anesthetic effect on the body. In China, actually, they have been using it to operate on people, mm. on humans and on oh, wow. um, animals, um, fully conscious, and you can uh, achieve an anesthetic effect. So this is why I was giving him um, this to also stop bleeding and, and pain and to boost his internal energy because he was very close to death, were you, obviously. Were you confident that you were going to be able to save him? Um, at times, no. Um, yeah. And sometimes you're not sure with animals. Mm-hmm. They do pull through. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, but, but there was nothing else that I could do. And right. the vet had even told me there is nothing that I can do besides give you antibiotics just to make sure, you know, he doesn't get... Either that or infection. we him down. Right. right. That's right. That's right. That was the only option. So I didn't have much choice, basically, mm-hmm. besides... To, to do emergency wow. medicine and it worked and he not only got better, it took a long time for the wound to finally heal. Um, I was actually using laser acupuncture towards the end because it's very good at healing wounds. I would imagine. Very long, long-term wounds mm-hmm. that have been um, um, exposed for a long time and accelerates healing as well as the external herbs. So I use, continue using the external herbs for up to about six months on him and he completely healed and came back to life and looks like a completely normal cat with normal energy oh levels. You actually, you actually wouldn't know that it had happened. But you stuck to it. I mean, you didn't expect a quick fix. You expected it to nature to take its course if he was going to get well. And this is That's something right. that Jeannie and I really uh, are challenged by teaching people, you know, that it's not going to happen overnight. You've got to be willing to go. Right. Yeah, stay the course and be willing to go through the process. If it's if it's a deep rooted chronic illness or an acute like what you you know what your kitty suffered, it can take a long time. But you got to be willing to hang in there with them if you really feel that they have a fighting chance. Yeah, that's right. You have to be determined, and and often if you will, even though it might seem like a long time, they often it's amazing they often come out of it healthier than they were before, yeah. which is insane. Mm, but because yeah. he's because he's given them such a deep treatment, they're actually a different animal afterwards. They they have more energy, their behavior changed. They look physically happy, and and um, their coats look even better than they were before. It's actually really quite interesting. Wow. That that is really interesting. It's yeah. fascinating, and I'm in, totally intrigued now. And of course, I know my husband's going to say, "What are you doing with all those herbs?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> because it's. Yeah, I just really think that it's well because of the profession we're in. We want to make sure that we have those things, but I always like to test them and have them mm-hmm. available to help our clients. But I like to test them on myself and my own animal because right. he's always health challenged um, for a variety of reasons, and so. So it, it, yeah. it's nice to test it out on your own and see how yeah. that helps them. Yeah. And, of course, you've obviously done that and did very well at it. So I'm I'm really so happy that you were able to come on here and share that that story. Camilla, do you have any other uh, anecdotal stories like that that people have come back to you and said, wow, I wish I'd have known about this before? 
Um, I've got both. We have time for at least one or two more. Okay, I treated a horse once. This is a bizarre story, though. It got hit by lightning, and it survived. Wow. Um, which was really weird. The vet didn't know. Like, he went out and had a look, and he didn't really quite know what to make of it. But it, it, the horse afterwards was fine. It was walking around fine, but it it, 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 it did seem to have a stroke, basically, on mm-hmm. the whole one side of the body because, the, obviously, the, the electric <laughs> charge um, directly affects his his whole sensory nervous system. Um, And that was a bizarre case because he couldn't, when I first saw him um, immediately afterwards, he couldn't move much on that side. Just very typical symptoms like a stroke, basically. When someone has a stroke, they lose all feeling on one side of the body and it takes them a very long time for the symptoms to come back. Now, what's really interesting about this case is that in China... Today, for humans in particular, on, from day one that someone has a stroke in China, in the hospital, you start getting acupuncture treatment and herbal medicine treatment. Okay, now this is very much the opposite to here um, and in, in the West. And what happens is because they start treatment straight away to bring back the energy and circulation of the body, the movement comes back and they start... To, to be able to move and use that side of the body very rapidly. Whereas in the West, conventionally, we don't do anything and it takes them a very long time. Well, TCO. there's a reason for that, Camilla, and that's because that works, to TCM and the acupuncture yes. work. And yes. I hate to say this, but I'm going to and probably get in trouble. But um, in Western medicine, the idea is to keep the people sick because that's where your money is made. Right. And so yes. really, bottom line, it's a... It's a it's a, it's it's all about the corporate the <laughs> dollars, the yeah. money, right? And it's yeah. not about health. Whereas what you're sharing today is definitely about health. the health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, anyway, very <laughs> <Sorry, laughs> so, positive. So what I, yeah. So what I did was um, exactly the same thing that I would do with anyone who's had some kind of stroke, which is um, start treatment immediately. And the vet didn't think that. You know, it was obviously from the conventional way. You just leave them and slowly they'll start to heal or regain um, movement and all of that sort of thing on one side. The moment he was only able to see out of one eye, that had that had his eye movement wasn't very good on one side. The other side was fine, and he could only turn his head to one side as well. Mm. So it was it was definitely affecting the whole. You know, his whole movement and he couldn't he sort of didn't have any awareness of where he was he just kept sort of walking around in that same to the left you know in a uh-huh. circle that was that was it was very sad um, and the vet didn't think anything was going to come of it and was suggesting that they put him down basically because he wasn't going to heal mm. and um, obviously they gave me a call and I went out and, and started doing acupuncture straight away and his movement came back over you know it took a while I was seeing him once a week um, over a period of time and a couple of months, and it did come back, and he mm. he 
went back to normal again. So that was another case in that, you know, it, you know on the outset it didn't look very didn't right. look very good. But using traditional Chinese medicine and techniques and the knowledge that we use because we treat things differently and see mm-hmm. things differently, it, it's very effective. Yeah. So did you yeah. use um, herbs with this horse also? I was going to ask that. Yeah, I did. I used herb, herbs and I used acupuncture. I would think horses would readily take to the herbs just because they would eat them in the wild naturally anyway. So I would think that... That's right. They they actually really like them. Yeah. (laughs) I would think that... Yeah, they do. They eat them very easily. It's very um, easy to administer them to to them, whereas... um, other animals don't. They're like a particularly cats can be, as you know, quite fussy oh, at times. So right. You have to bribe them by putting it in some meat or in some milk, and then that's fine. But yeah, a horse will just eat them without blinking. Dogs that's are quite easy nice. too. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of nice because when they when when they're on their free range pastures, which are really quite rocky and growing with weeds and different things, they would just eat those things and help themselves. That's why yes. they're so healthy. But, um, right. of course, our carnivores will, too, uh, in areas where they are, and they can have access to them, you know, if they're wild. But yeah. um, our domestic animals maybe have forgotten some of that. Of <laughs> course, they don't forget yeah. that. But, but I think our dogs and cats may have for, you know, forgotten how to, to treat themselves a little bit. So That's right. So us helping them with this kind of thing is really, really important. I'm so glad that you were able to come on and share this because you've intrigued both Jeannie and I can tell by her questions um, <laughs> that it's it's very interesting to us and it will probably be something we'll both be looking into further mm-hmm. ourselves. And yeah. I would encourage our audience to go to your website because it's very informative. And, again, you do offer case studies there and symptoms and consultations and supply the herbs. And I mean, your website's very comprehensive. Yeah. And um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Camilla. Sorry, but my phone just went a bit blank. That was all. I just missed you. Um, yeah, and the, the like the final thing I pretty much wanted to say to pet owners that want to do more for their pet, the best thing you can do besides actually, you know, getting finding out your constitution, Chinese therapy, dietary therapy. This is way more simple. It's just observe your pet. Um, as soon as they start changing behavior or diet or eating. You know, any kind of fussy eating habits develop or their appetite changes or they start drinking more or less or their, their behavior changes or they just start looking a little bit sick, like, the, you know, the coat doesn't look as good or shiny or well, that's, that's the time to go and see someone because that's mm. the time where an internal imbalance is starting to happen mm. um, before it's actually manifesting as... Um, a disease and a lot of people do notice it and do take them to the vet now at that point the vet's probably not going to find anything wrong with them Um, and a lot of people concerned owners do they'll say look you know there's something wrong I'm not sure and and it's great you should go to the vet and get them checked out to make sure it isn't a physical problem at that point but if it's not and you haven't found something that's the time to be taking treatment before it does manifest as a physical disorder. And if you do take treatment then then they're not gonna have a problem. Um, they'll you know, they'll just get healthy and their behaviour will change again and they'll get back to what they are. But if you leave them and leave them over six months or a year, they will it will start to snowball into something else. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's probably very best. wise, um, very wise advice, Camilla. We have run out of time, and I so appreciate that you got up so doggone early. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you come back, we won't let you have to make you come back so 
so early in the morning, but we appreciate that, and we'd encourage our audience to visit your website. Again, that is www.onlinepetherbs.com and sign up for your newsletter and definitely look into a consultation with you so that we can get right. more animals healthy. Camilla, do you have any parting words of wisdom you'd like to impress upon our audience as we close? <laughs> um, just look into... Um Look into traditional Chinese medicine for yourself and your pet and just give it a try because I think most people that do, you'll be quite amazed with the profound effect it has on your life and your emotional well-being as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. And Thank we, you. We hope you all have a tail wagon, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.